0: Metu Netter, Volume 3, The Key to Miracles, Chapter 7. The Goal of Life, Success, and Miracles. Success through the ages. One thing that all men have in common is doing. We are all always trying to accomplish or acquire something from surviving, to amazing wealth, to manifesting our wildest dreams. The goal of all doing is success. What we must understand is that the idea about success have changed throughout time. The dominant concept of success today places the emphasis on personal effort, especially in a capitalistic society quote, pull yourself up by your bootstrap, is the battle cry. In ancient times and societies that are built on reciprocity, success is determined more by the support of the society and to a lesser degree by personal effort. In a capitalistic society, a farmer must get his own land and work it to be successful. In a reciprocal society such as the now-dysfunct traditional Africa or Inca, the farmer was granted land and had help in working the land from the members of the society as a custom prescribed and demanded. And of course, he had to add his own personal effort according to his personal resources. Personal effort accounts for just about 100% of success today in western and westernized world but about 33% in ancient times and in the non-western societies that have been destroyed by the western world to make things worse the leading capitalistic nations of the present have conceived success from a materialistic perspective that is dependent on worldly resources and have channeled the resources to reside in the hands of few. They have managed to get away with this because of the limited institution of shahu man who makes up the vast majority of the world's population. If you are being denied a proper education and the means of health, it is not the deck heavily stacked against your success. It is improper to conceive of a society that does everything in its power to assist all of its members to succeed. Think about it. Wealth is not about having a lot of money. It's about class difference. If everyone had enough money to lift them above the menial, dangerous, dirty, and dangerous jobs, who would perform such tasks? If you had a billion dollars but could get no one to serve you food, Clean your shoes, take out your garbage, etc. Would you be wealthy? The best way to maintain class differences is to conceive of success in a materialistic manner. Focus on the pursuit of materials, the post it material resources that you control as the chief means of achieving the goals of life. And of course, you must put something in place to diffuse the explosion, frustration, and anger that result from the failure to accomplish the dreams. Conceive them with, conceive them that the real rewards in life lie beyond this life, and while they wait for death in entertainment, drugs, and sex. Shahu man, the vast majority of the world has been so hoodwinked that he fails to see the spiritual scriptures of his religion are success manuals. He fails to see it because he has been sold a false concept of success and a false concept of government. Religion, a guide to success. It never fails to fill me with wonder when I see highly religious people and I don't question their sincerity Embrace the various success systems touted by merchants whose only claims to success is the millions of dollars made from the sale of such systems. In most cases, their first and only successful enterprise. If in truth you are religious or spiritual, praying or meditating within your religious or spiritual system should be sufficient to bring you success. Obviously, something is missing either or earlier it was stated that god made the world to enter in to enter it in order to have experience and that man of all created entities is the vehicle when perfected to enable god to experience of its fullness in the world this establishes a reciprocal relationship between man and god God needs man and man needs God. God needs man in order to enter the world and enjoy its self and its creation. And man needs God in order to fully achieve the goals of life. The latter needs explaining. Success cannot be defined as the mere realization of a worldly goal. It cannot just bring the immediate satisfaction of achievement and to the doer, it must enhance the well being of the whole and the spiritual life of the doer. The spiritual side of the quest for success has been lost to most people in the world due to the practice of many cultures of interpreting the spiritual faculties of God and man as historical personages or as ethical ideas. We all know of the roles that talent and genius play in the quest for success. What is not known is that everyone is born with the nine talents, most of which are in a latent or undeveloped state, and that the foundation of living is the awakening and development of our divine faculties. Once the concept of personality, A vehicle through which a sound manifests replaced the reality of archangels and quote genius replaced with the realities of quote geni or angels and the self which is consciousness itself was replaced with the monstrous concoction of a quote conscious thing called the conscious mind. The possibility of successfully working on the spiritual development of man as a requirement for the successful realization of worldly goals was lost. The reciprocal relationship of material and spiritual pursuits. Another death blow to people's ability to to succeed through spiritual work came from the establishment of the concept of religion as a system of worship. A study of the Kemetic religion will show that it was not a system of worship in the Western sense, but a system of identity, achieving oneness with God. In spite of the claim that man is made in the likeness of God and the lofty statements to nurture man's spirituality, the bottom line of most religions is that, one, man is a human, not a divine being, thus in essence not the likeness of God, and must, too, therefore rely on the assistance of God to supplement his or her human frailties. The Kemetic religion, on the other hand, declares that, one, man must realize his or her divinity, which, although the same in quality as the attributes of the supreme being, must, too, unite with God in order to supplement his or her quantitative inadequacies. To succeed in her worldly request, man must perfect her divine faculties, the talents of genii. The work on these talents and geniuses requires a spiritual approach based on the fact that they are expressions of divine faculties. The spiritual aspect of the work was lost once the spiritual nature of the man's mental endowment was despiritualized and scientific scientified into psychological concepts to western man talents and genius are the things you are born with either you have it by birth or you don't have it in the Kemetic religion the talents and genius were expressions of faculties that had to be aroused and developed into perfection they did not worship the Neturu They cultivated them as their faculties. The work took on a dual aspect. A talent we all know must have a worldly field of application for its development and expression. One may have the genius for mathematics, but it cannot manifest itself and contribute to our success if we are not taught mathematics and do not apply the knowledge to the field of the work. We must keep in mind that the mere act of studying mathematics or art, etc., does not awaken the talent or genius if it is not manifest. Awakening the talent, or as we should say, the spiritual faculty that is in charge of the talent, is a major component of Kemetic religion. Thus, a religious act to Heru or Ma'at was not an act of worship, but an act of cultivation. A musician would cultivate the worldly side of the work by the study of harmony, performance, practice, etc., on one hand, and on the other, cultivate the talent through meditation, rituals, and other spiritual practices. The knowledge of awakening and developing man's talents and genius has been lost due to over 2,000 years of ignorant, denunciations of idolatry and polytheism and the evolution of psychology to the altar of the scared crow. You cannot achieve your goals in life without talents and genius and you cannot develop them if you do not put them to work in the world. The gurus of India miss the latter truth and the scientists of the West miss the former and neither realizes their failure because they are caught up in the superficial and narrow perceptions of the world of shahu, division of the spirit. Worldly success cannot be declared if personal achievements endanger the welfare of the whole or are accomplished by a scheme that stack the deck in favor of the few who learn and manage to manipulate the unfair system. You can call yourself a successful boxer if your opponent's hands and feet are tied and they don't know it. Is the quest for success in the world today played on a level field? Do the gurus of positive thinking and positive self-image take the unlevel playing field into consideration? To declare yourself success, you must achieve your quest in a level playing field And your achievement must not only do no harm to others and the world, it must promote the well-being of all, God included. The principle here is well known. It has been stated in the operation was a success, but in the patent. But it has been stated in the quote, the operation was a success, but the patient died. We all know of solutions that create 10 problems in their wake, many worse than the problem that was solved. How do you balance the particular with the whole? Omniscience. Miracle and success. An ill person that is expected to die within the next 24 hours of an incurable illness is taken off life support equipment and medication. No one in the past has made a comeback from this point. Suddenly, the person recovers and his health is permanently restored. There is no explanation from medicine as to how the turnaround occurred. Some people cite the fact that some well-wishers were praying or meditating. Others speak assertively of the patient's fighting spirit, and others are convinced that a miracle occurred. We may find many examples of miraculous events in the lives of people. While they occur at random, making them happen deliberately is one of the cornerstone of religion. It is the goal of prayer, meditation, and ritual. If you understand religion, you will see that living by miracle is the essence of religion. When you have a goal to achieve in life, you cultivate your talents and worldly resources, social connections, personal finance, social standing, your appearance and demeanor, health and vigor, and so on. You learn to work on your worldly resources from the examples of others and educational institutions. But there is a unanimous understanding that there is another resource that you must call on especially when your worldly resources cannot deliver or you are lacking in them this is the spiritual resource it is not just another resource that is to be added to your bag of tricks it is the chief resource it is the center of the wheel that drives all others whose place ends on the periphery the rim It is the resource that brings the other resources into our lives and makes them perform as they should to deliver the goods. It is the resource that keeps us from going about things in an immoral way and prevents the successful achievement of worldly goals from harming our lives. This is the reciprocity between spirituality and material pursuits, the reciprocal relationship between man and God. Miracles are nothing more or less than the working of God and its divine faculties in the life of man. In fact, this is God's will, God's plan for man's life on earth. To be successful, not randomly or by chance, but deliberately at will, is the divine plan for man. It is the destiny of man. For man to live a life of success In all of his or her undertakings, man must achieve union with God. Please do the math. If man achieves union with God, would he, she not live a successful life? Would not man be lifted above failure and suffering? If this is not the result of uniting with God, then what else is there? What other function does religion have? A major idea that is attached to the concept of sin is the separation from God. Sin separates man from God. Union with God versus separation from God. From a religious standpoint, the former leads to the good things in life, the latter to suffering and failure. Keep the math going. It is not, then, a sin to seek success separately from God? Are you not living in sin? that is separate from God, if you rely solely or primarily or predominantly on your worldly resources for success. If God plays a minor role in your quest for success, then what must be said of your claim to spirituality? It is the effort to achieve your goals without the help of God, without the major resource in your life that causes the woman within you, the spirit to bring forth the pangs of labor. The message from religion of Kemet is that to live a successful life, you must unite with God. And to be one with God is to share in God's attributes. Through God's omniessence, the God in man is able to intuit The correct things to want in life, how to avoid problems, how to solve problems, how to understand and extract meaning and value from all experience in life, especially where goals are not realized and so on. Through sharing in God's omnipotence, the God woman will be able to achieve whatever is willed through sharing in God's transcendent peace and omnipresence the foundation for the moral life and ability to influence all is achieved. This was made clear in the spiritual scriptures of Kemet. While becoming a God person on earth, while the earth was the goal of every Kamau, ancient Egyptian, it became the property of the God man around which religion became centered on Krishna, Jesus and others. The practice of worship in a person as a divine being has kept the world from recognizing the goal of religion as set forth in the Kemetic tradition. A comparison of history of Kemet with the history of other nations in question says a great deal. We need not restrict our view to the great material accomplishments of Kemet, which the Kamau claim to have come from the divine faculties they cultivated. History reveals that Kemet was a civilization that was relatively free of the type of immoral conduct that characterized most of the civilized world. Men and women became god persons to bring into the world the spiritual and worldly knowledge that gave the world civilization. They did not achieve divinity to be worshipped as gods the men and women that were worshiped as god men and god women amen hotep son of hapu a priest imhotep a great scholar and scientist of the old kingdom king amosis i first queen amosis nefertiti and a few average citizens nefer hotep and his wife Ubekhet and the daughter of Baki and Penub and Kami were very minor exceptions rather than the rule. A little over a handful in over 3,000 years, an examination of the chief texts of Kemetic spirituality, the pyramid text, Pert M. Heru etc. will reveal that the worship of a man as a god is in contradiction to the Kemetic spirituality. In reality, Imhotep was not worshipped as a deity until very late in Egyptian history from the Saite period 660 BC onward except the Nubian period. And especially in the Greek period when Greeks worshipped him as the god of healing. As, Asclepius, A-E-S-C-U-L-A-P-I-U-S. It is then that it, it was claimed that he was born of the god Ptah and woman, his mother, Lady Kerher. Dank. The same is with Amenhotep, son of Hapu. He was defied by the Greeks and Romans who claimed that he was the son of the bulldog Apis and the goddess Shishat, the divine patroness of scribes. The the deification of people in their worship as gods or saints have nothing to do with the common Egyptian quest for divinity. The question as to whether the ancient Egyptians worship their kings can be easily settled worshiping in the religious sense is an act of honoring and revering a divine being and petitioning the being of fav- for favors. With the exception of the persons noted above, none of the men, women, kings, or queens that proclaim their divinity and their epitus were treated in that manner. Furthermore, a close examination of the worship given to Imhotep, Hapal, etc. will reveal that they were worshipped in the same and exact manner that Catholics worship their saints. The average Egyptian sought to achieve divinity for the simple reason that it was the goal of life. The act of seeking it, even if it were not fully attained, resulted in the moral and spiritual elevation of the person's daily conduct in life. It was born to the society and to the world. It is a shame that in today's world, the mere idea that a person would or should pursue the realization of the likeness of God in which he or she had been made should invoke in cruelty and ridicule. Try it and see for yourself. Tell your friends or your spouse that you are working on becoming a divine being on earth. To unite with God is to share in God's attributes. It is in the manner that you intuit and inspire your person to the moral life. It is set a divine yardstick for your conduct in life. It is the separation from God and the quest for success in life that has brought you into the world of immorality that that is endangering the world's welfare. Were you to go up to a friend or your husband and say that you are working on becoming a God woman, you would most likely be attacked as one who's gone crazy or have become an ignorant fool. Your detractors will not be will not be coming from the source of truth. They will simply be deducting from their beliefs that only one man in the history of mankind was entitled to achieve that goal. But you have the record of countless men and women that set out to the goal. their detailed biographies are sitting. In the vaults of the museums of Britain, Italy, Cairo, Spain, France, etc. I gave you some of their names and catalog reference in this book that you may know that this is not a fantasy. The Christian Bible says that you will know a tree by the fruit it bears, then compare the biographies of these people and the historical record of comedic social conduct with that of other nations from antiquity to the present, and you will be able to tell for yourself. Here ends the reading on page 141.